0: Well, today we began a brand new series called Renew. Let me give you a definition of this word to get us started this morning. The definition that I have chosen out of many uh, is this one, to give fresh life or strength to something. That's what it is to renew, to give fresh life or strength to something. Uh, Another one could be to bring something back to its original life. State. Let me ask you this morning, is there anything in your life that needs fresh life? Anything in your life that needs to be brought back to its original state? Do you or does something in your life need to be renewed? If so, I'm believing that it's going to happen during this powerful series, and I believe it is going to be a power-packed series Let's let's read some scripture this morning. Let's look in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 40. In the book of Isaiah, chapter number 40, verses 29 through 31. Speaking of our Lord, it says, he gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Today we're going to talk about why we need renewal. And I want to suggest three possibilities this morning. Let me start by saying this. Perhaps we need to be renewed because we have lost something. Maybe we are in need of renewal because we have lost something. In the book of Judges, chapter 16, we find recorded the story of a man named Samson. Now, Samson was the original Superman. He was the very first superhero. And, and, and the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord would come on this man named Samson like no other man of his day. He was chosen by God to be the protector of his people. And through the power of the Spirit, he could accomplish superhuman things. And because of this, his future was off the charts in possibilities. His only limitation was his own weakness and poor choices. This original Superman, this man with unlimited potential, this this rising star, but yet one day he found himself in need of renewal. And the saddest part of this entire story is the fact that he wasn't even aware of what he had lost. Let's read about it in Judges chapter 16, Judges chapter 16 and verses 20 and 21. Samson said, he said, I will go out as before, as at other times, and I will shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza. They bound him with bronze fetters and he became a grinder in the prison. Samson lost something he lost the touch of the Holy Spirit that was on his life. And it was this touch and this touch alone that that separated him from every other man and made him who he was. Without the touch of the Spirit, he was no different than any other man. May we learn a lesson From Samson. Pastor how did Samson lose. This supernatural touch. Of the spirit. Well thanks for asking. I want to suggest two possibilities. Perhaps he lost the touch of the spirit. Upon his life through compromise. Samson had a weakness. And his weakness was. A weakness for. For women, lots and lots of women. His weakness was a spirit of lust. And he lived a life of compromise. And it finally caught up with him because sin always does. May I tell you this morning that compromise is one of Satan's favorite devil tools. It can can be so subtle, and and it can seem so harmless, but yet, yet it always picks up speed as it goes along. It is a slippery slope. But Samson didn't lose something through compromise alone, but also through complacency. Complacency. He took his calling. He took his supernatural gift. Granted, he thought he could flirt with sin. He thought he could live any way that he chose. He thought I can lo- I can let my guard down and there will be no consequences. But Samson was a fool. He was. He was so complacent, so complacent about his gift, so complacent about about the Spirit of God that would come and rest rest upon him. He was so complacent. He he, he took what what he had for granted so much that he wasn't even aware that anything had even changed. Judges 16, verse 20 and 21 that we read, he said, he said I will go out like always. I, I will go out and I will do what I have always done. The Spirit has always come upon me. The Spirit has always empowered me. The Spirit has always enabled me. Nothing has changed. I, I'll go out and I'll, I'll do what I've always done. But he wasn't even aware that the Spirit had departed Let me ask you today if you lost something. Have you lost something along the way? Have you lost something through compromise? Have you lost something through complacency? And are you even aware that you've lost it? Are you so complacent in some area? Oh, have you taken some area in your life for granted to the point that you are not even aware of your need of renewal in that area? Don't take your blessings for granted. Don't take your blessings for granted. Don't don't allow yourself to get to the point where, where you begin to believe that you deserve your blessings. Don't take your spouse for granted. Don't take your kids for granted. Don't take your good job and all the perks that come along with it. Don't take that for granted. Don't lose your awe of God. Don't lose your awe of God. Don't lose the joy of your mate. Don't lose the appreciation for your title or your position or the opportunity that has been given to you in life. Because believe me, there are lots and lots of people in line that would absolutely love the opportunity that you have been given. Don't take it for granted. Don't become complacent with the blessings of God and the touch of God and the many wonderful things that are in your life that have been given to you by God. Do not begin to take them for granted. Do not become complacent. Areas. we Talking about why we need renewal. Let's look at another possibility. Perhaps we need renewal this morning because we have left something. In the book of the Revelation, the second chapter in the first seven verses, it says to the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, I know your labor, I know your patience. I know you cannot listen and do not listen to those that are evil. You have tested those that say they are apostles and they are not, and you have found them to be liars. And you have persevered, and you have patience, and you have labored for my name's sake, and have not become weary. Verse 4, he says, nevertheless, nevertheless, I have this against you that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly. I will remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. This you have, and that is, you, have the, you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate, and he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, and to him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. You know, when we began to read chapter 2 of the book of the Revelation and the first three, first three verses, man, if you stop reading about this church in Ephesus, if you stop reading after verse 3, you might think that they are just about to be awarded a plaque. They're being commended by none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And the first three verses, you're thinking, man, there's a trophy coming. There's a a plaque that is about to be presented to them because surely they are being being recognized as church of the year. But in verse 4, things change. And in verse 4, we see a church in need of renewal. We see a church that has left something. They have left their first love. Notice it doesn't say they no longer love, but but that they don't love like they used to. Two things we can learn here. First of all, we can learn that it it is possible to be productive without being passionate. It is possible to be productive without being passionate. This this church was still very productive. Verse 2 I know your works. I know your labor. I know your patience. God was not, he was not chastising them for being lazy. They were not. He was not upset with them because they weren't doing good works, because they were. It is possible. To be productive without being passionate just keep on doing good things just keep on keeping on show up do your work put in your time and things will continue to march on and on and on it's true in the church it's true at work it's true at home but here's the second thing that we can learn from this passage, and that is, and that is, although it is possible to be productive without being passionate, it is impossible to please God without having a passion for Him. You see that in verses four and five. God, God is saying there in those first few verses, you're still giving to me and, and you're still doing for me, oh, but you no longer have a passion for me. You don't love me like you used to. You, you, you don't love my presence like you once did. You, you don't love my word like you once did oh, oh, you don't love my house. There once was a time when, when, when you wouldn't allow anything to keep you out of my house, but now everything keeps you out of my house. You, you, you don't love your ministry. Oh, you're still involved in ministry. You still do your job. You still show up. You still dot the I's and cross the T's. You still do the work that I have called you to do. But where's the joy? Where's the enthusiasm? Where's the zeal? Where's the passion for your ministry? You have left something. You no longer have what you once had. You have left your first love. And in verse number five, God gives them a three-part assignment. The first thing, because of the fact that they have left their first love, the first thing he says for them to do is he says to remember. Remember, remember from where you have fallen, he says. Remember how it used to be Can you remember how it was when you first got saved? Can you remember how it was? Oh, you love God's house, you love God's people, you love God's word, you loved it all, you were so passionate about it. Remember how it was when you first got your ministry? Oh man, wow, I can't believe that I've got this office, can't believe I've got this title, can't believe I'm getting paid to do ministry. And you came in with a spring in your walk, man, and a song, and a whistle, and an excitement, and enthusiasm. Remember, remember from where, remember where it was. Remember from where you have fallen. Remember how it used to be. And then he says to repent. Apologize to me. Cry out to me. And then he says, return. Return. Return Do the first works. Return to your first love. A middle-aged couple was sitting across from each other in a booth at a restaurant where they had had their first date many, many years ago and had spent much time in their early marriage. The wife began to reminisce. She said, you know... She said, when we were dating and even after we were first married, we would always come to this little restaurant and and when we would come to this little restaurant, she said, we would always sit sit side by side in this booth. In fact, she said, "We, we sat so close together, you couldn't even slide a piece of paper in between us. She said, but... Look at us now. You're over there. I'm over here. We used to sit so close together, but but today we're on opposite sides of the booth. And the wife began chastising her husband for the change. And when the husband was finished getting chastised, He looked into the face of his wife and said, Who moved? Who moved? I'm still sitting exactly where I always sat. If you're in need of renewal this morning... If you have left your first love, if you are, you are no longer as close to God as you one time were, God's question to you is who moved? God says, who, who moved? God says, I haven't moved. God says, I am still where I have always been. Hear me, this morning God wants more than just production from us. He longs for passion. Not only does God want you to be passionate about him, he wants you to be passionate about the people and the places and the positions that he has put in your life. If you've left something along the way, God is able to renew that area for you. Let's take a look at the third possible reason why we might be in need of renewal this morning, and that is perhaps we no longer love something. In Matthew 15 and 8, Jesus says, These people draw near to me with their mouth. They honor me with their lips, but their heart, their heart, Jesus said, is far from me. Oh, what a sad, sad commentary. Let me suggest two things here this morning. First of all, love is proven through our actions. In 1 John, 1 John chapter 3, verses 17 and 18, John writes, and he says, Whoever has this world's goods, and he sees his brother in need, and yet he shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? He says, My little children, let us not only love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Love is proven through our actions. Have you ever had anyone to say to you, I'm behind you? You can count on me. I'm behind you. And you wanted to say to them, yeah, you sure are. I can feel the hand on the knife That's stuck in my back. Here's what I know love is proven through our actions. And love must be a priority. In Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. In verses 37 through 40, Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like the same. They're like the first. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. We don't need to get hung up on 10 commandments. There's really only two. Love God and love people. You love God right? You love people right? Those other eight will fall right into place. You don't have to know a whole lot. It's good that you do, and you should know a lot about the, the Bible, but really all you have to know, amen, to please God is that you are to love him with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, and love others like you love yourself. Jesus said it. He said, the two greatest commandments are to love God and to love people. Hear me this morning. If these are the two greatest commandments, then love should be made our top priority. Let me suggest three things about love this morning. First of all, love is more than a feeling. It's It's a decision. It may begin with a feeling. It may begin with infatuation. But true love is more than a feeling. It is a decision. Second thing we need to know about love is love is a decision we must continue to make. You don't make it once and it's done. We have to continue making the decision to love. And the third thing we need to know about love this morning, and that is if we love by decision, then the actions of the people that we choose to love will not alter our love for them. It's true of our love for God, and it's true of our love for people. See, if you no longer love God or no longer love some person, it is because you have chosen to stop loving now I understand that some people are easier to love than others. Believe me, I understand it, and I understand it's really difficult. It's really hard to love some people. Some of you struggle with loving me. It's hard. To, it's hard to love somebody that treats you badly. It's. You know, And even with God, it's easier to love him when he grants all of our wishes and he says yes to all of our prayers. It gets harder to love God when he, when he allows the storms of life to blow against us. It's harder to love God when his ears seem to be deaf to our cry. It's harder to love God when he allows bad things to happen to good people. But love, true love, is a decision we make, not an emotion that we feel. And because of this because of this, because love is most important. Love must be made a priority. Well, today we've begun a brand new series called "Renew." To renew is to give fresh life to something, to bring something back to its original state. Today we have allowed or today we have addressed some some possible reasons why we might need renewal. Perhaps, Perhaps we have lost something somewhere along the way we have lost something. Maybe we need to be renewed because we have left something. Or maybe we need renewal this morning because we no longer love something. In any of these three cases, or perhaps some other possible scenario, we are in need of renewal. Our takeaway for the message today is simply this. If you have lost something, if you have left something, if you no longer love something, that something can be renewed. Amen. The Holy Spirit is in the renewal business. And I believe it's going to begin this very morning, this process of renewal. I think we're going to see great renewals take place in the Renew Conference. It's going to be... Incredible. And throughout this month, as God breathes fresh life, as God renews or brings something back to its original condition, so many are not in their original condition. And honestly, we should not even be in our original condition. We should be far, far down the road from that. But many are not even at the point where they started. And that's sad. And this is not a message of condemnation this morning. This is a message of hope. This is a message of help. This is a message to begin your faith to believe. for renewal, whether it be in your spiritual life, whether it be in your marriage, whether it be in your relationships, whether it be in your ministry, whether it be in your business, God is in the business of bringing back. He's in the business of restoration. He's in the business of refreshing, and he's going to do that beginning this morning.